welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. Is that what this is? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. I'm Megan. Okay. Welcome. Uh, glad to have you. Glad to be here. Uh, I'm glad to be had. And we're glad uh, everyone listening or watching is here. Uh, if you are watching, the, the screen's not broken. It's just a screenshot uh, because we're doing this audio only. Uh, just for the sake of being able to get it out with uh, everything else going on and all that good stuff. Because we wanted to talk Star Wars, and we couldn't let anything get in the way. So uh, we're doing it regardless. Um, It just means that you don't have our animated faces to look at uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this, nothing's different. Yeah. Uh, You probably wouldn't even have noticed anything or knew that any changes had been made if I hadn't said it. Yes, that, that that tends to be what happens. So, but we wanted to talk some Star Wars as we do. That's what this is all about. And, um, at, you know, because we're uh, chumps and on the bandwagon, we wanted to talk about uh, what everybody else is talking about. Uh, the election. Which, which is the Mandalorian. That too. <laughs> no, hopefully everyone voted. I mean, at this point, it's too late. They're counting the votes. Uh, so hopefully yeah. yours is in there and hopefully uh, yours is for uh, the right person. Uh, we believe in our person. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know what you believe. I have an idea of what some of you believe. Uh, yeah. But here's the thing. I don't really hold any of that uh, against anyone. No. Uh, at the end of the day, I just hope we get someone who will lead us in a good direction and do the right things, uh, whatever that looks like. So yeah. uh, with no official Nerd Herder branded official candidate, uh, why don't we all just vote for the Mandalorian because he's best boy. <laughs> or, or you could vote for Liverito on Twitter. Who? Yet again. Oh, Liverito? Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, the... Yeah, um, Dave and Liv from Pizza and Parsecs, or Cam Ray, whichever. This is a very short term if we're up for another election. Right. Well, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, so we have lots of uh, pod people that we love dearly uh, and that apparently are uh, seeking presidency in yeah. some fashion. Un- you know, I-, I don't have a full uh, idea and understanding of what presidency yeah, uh, here's the thing. When all of that shenanigans was going on, you stayed out of it well, <laughs> like, pretty solidly. Well, in general, I don't think a lot of people realize I don't do that much social media. Yeah. Like, if I if I do, it's mostly on my, my social media. Um, so a lot of the major interaction is you. Yeah, if you want to talk about stuff <clears throat> and bully people about their food preferences, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, you know, that's the thing with, uh, we both manage it, you know, we both mm-hmm. post different things and everything. But like, yeah, I'm not, um, you know, I, I use social media differently uh, than a lot of people, I guess. I mean, you know, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook, all that if you want to. But like, I have a purpose with my social media stuff. I don't hang uh, so much. Yeah. Usually if I'm hanging or if we're chatting, I have your number or something like that, you know, or, or we're yeah. actually together uh, six feet apart with masks on. <laughs> yeah. But all, so anyway, so I, it's, I don't, um, I don't avoid anything out of spite or anything like that, uh, you know, or, or I don't want anybody to think nerd herder avoids anything. Uh, if it, you, you're nerd herder, uh, like I'd say 70 Seventy percent of the time, so yeah. When you turn on our Twitter and you go to it, and something weird is on the Twitter, like talking about, I don't know, Darth Maul, <laughs> most likely, or or just ran like questions. Like, or... Yeah, questions, uh, hard hitting food opinions, like almond joys are the best candy, mm-hmm. which yeah, they are. 
Um, I mean, I, I, I do a lot of retweeting. You do? Um, my main thing is I like to share other people's podcasts or other people's art or other people's <clears throat> stuff, you know, whatever yeah. that is. So I'm either posting episodes or doing that. Um, and sometimes just general posting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I post with purpose, I, I like to think. so. I think it's just as an introvert, I'm more social on social media. Yep, it's a danger. It's a very dangerous. <laughs> uh, you know, I have thoughts about that and everything like that, but uh, that's not what this podcast is about. No. But anyway, so all that to say, uh, Red 5 Network is full of awesome people like Cam and Dave and Liv and uh, so many more. So you can yeah. check them out and you can check out their shenanigans um, or you can hit up Nerd Herder and Megan at Nerd Herder <laughs> will help you out. Yes, I will. Um, me, I will help I, you choose the correct candy bar, which is Almond Joy. Uh, ew, no. You're ew. It's not. I'm going to go into this drawer got, that I got, have right next to my chair. You've got an inferior nut and you've got, well, you've got two inferior nuts because you've got almond and you've got coconut. Okay, you and it's Adam ridiculous. can go into a corner I mean, with your bad food if you're opinions. Gonna, if you're going to do like nuts in your, your sweet things, it better at least be macadamia uh, or just nut butter. Because Reese's are the best candy. Reese's are fantastic, but I would not consider them a candy bar. Well, no, but the best candy bar is Three Musketeers, so... What? what? Yeah. What kind of opinions are you slinging today? The, the appropriate ones. The ones Jesus would agree with. Do you disagree with Jesus? I don't know. Choose your words carefully. I don't think Jesus <laughs> ever had a candy bar. He invented them. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. There's some people that are going to be very offended with our sense of humor on that. Listen, man... If you can't make fun of your own religion, is it worth even having? <laughs> right. I mean, come on. I mean, that's, that's, anyway. Uh, yeah. So not, none of that was Star Wars. <laughs> so let's talk about some Star Wars. So it's yeah, everybody, enough. everybody is, everybody's talking about the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. obviously. We specifically last year avoided talking about the Mandalorian for the sake of trying not to be bandwagon. And because we already don't have a huge audience <laughs> yeah. and I didn't want anyone that does listen to us to be overwhelmed with the fact of all five other podcasts they listen to uh are talking about the mandalorian as well you know i, w- I wanted to yeah try and give something different that's why we only just recently talked about season one as a whole um you know we did um kind of like we're doing now we did a like initial like hey episode one of this new unknown amazing show just dropped let's talk about it um but i mean i don't know what we're gonna do i think you know I don't, I don't know that we're going to commit to doing Mando episodes yeah. necessarily, but the first one was the first one, so significant. Um, second of all, it was personally significant for us, if anybody's been listening to the show long enough, to know uh, favorite characters and, um, you know, theories. Yeah. So it, it, we had to talk about it, you know, at that point. So, yeah. uh, I mean... So are we doing more? I don't know. We're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants, apparently. Yeah. Because this was not what we were supposed to talk about today. No, but at the end of the day, it's what we need to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. <laughs> was that heartfelt enough? No. It, it okay. was very, very wooden. Well, just call me the log lady then. Like, <laughs> you are. My log will have something to say about this. It does. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we are... A little bit later, uh, most people have already talked about The Mandalorian by now. So by the time this gets out, you know, maybe people will be 
open to uh, another podcast talking about the yeah. same show. Here's the thing: is it's not just talking about the Mandalorian. It's also probably going to come up. We're going to talk about spoilers too. Well, I mean, not just not the spoilers from the show, but spoiler culture in general. Well, I mean, I'm just I, I hate it. I I got spoiled before ever seeing the episode on yeah. the most significant thing of the episode. Yeah, that was very irritating. Yeah, and it was by an official. Well, I mean, official. I mean, none of us are official. Yeah. Um, it was a very well respected. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a reputable Star Wars fan site, and they just put it on social media at one thirty p.m. the day the episode came out, and yeah. it's like that was twelve hours later. And I think it would have been better if they had apologized later, but no. the attitude of well, too bu- too bad, too bad. Which I mean, I can understand to a point. Look, you follow a news site, they're going to talk about it. Yes, but the day of, yeah, and I'm talking pictures of the most significant thing in the episode. Come on, like that's that's boldface. That was stupid, um, and and I just don't think it's even fair. Yeah, not even just to me, but just to anybody that's viewing your page or potentially viewing your page. It's just this idea of. I don't care what arrangement your life is in that you're not up to date on the newest Star Wars thing right now, mm-hmm. but we're talking about it. You know, I mean, I just hate this idea of having to critically avoid things. I, like, it should just be the decency of at least wait a day, 24 freaking hours. Yeah. Come well, on. That's why we at Nerd Herder have the policy of we're going to talk about the Mandalorian the by, Monday By Monday, after. if you're following us and don't have things muted or whatnot, then, you know, we're going to assume you've seen it or mm-hmm. you're prepared to see it. Like, we're giving you the weekend. I mean, that that's fair. Yeah. It's, it's the same kind of courtesy as I, I like, I talk to my boss um, every time I come to work after a Mandalorian episode and I'm like, hey, have you seen the episode? And if he says no, I walk away. Well, I still talk to him. But if he says yes, then I know it's safe to talk to him about things that I was excited about. Like, right. It's I mean, there's the ways to, there's ways still to still still talk about it and be careful mm-hmm. and be respectable. And I think that's the biggest thing is the word respectable. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a matter of you know, don't suck. Like don't be a don't be a sucky person. Don't be a butt. My goodness gracious. Don't be I mean, twice but. That's the minimum, I think, requirement for existing. And so many of you fail. Well, like, we've had the conversation before about, I think it's called a Bechtel test of, um, there's people in the world who do not put up their oh, yeah. their shopping carts mm-hmm. when it's like five feet from the shopping cart return thing. Mm-hmm. That is an empathy test. At the bare minimum, right? In like, my opinion, yeah, yeah. There's no con- there's no consequence. There's no reward. No, but can, you're making someone else's life easier, right? You're thinking of someone else. Like a- again, bare minimum, you're not being a butt. Mm-hmm. Like goodness gracious. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're gonna talk about it starting Monday. Like, you know, you're not gonna hear from us now. Uh, if you want to message us and preface with, hey, have you seen it yet? Because we plan to see it every Friday at this point. We didn't get to uh, for the first episode, but that was because we were watching it with friends. And we yeah. were, you know, like. And they have a baby or oh, whatever. Oh, darn. You know, we wanted to have an experience with friends. Like, goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but by and large, we're planning to see it Friday. But even still, out of courtesy, if you want to chat about it and you want to DM us or, or talk to us directly, um, still preface with, have you seen it? And if so, we'll chat with you there. Uh, but on on full social media, you can expect to see or hear things uh, starting Monday. Um, yeah. You know, because I, we return our shopping carts. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the big the big thing with it, and obviously, if you're listening to this episode, why would you listen to, to an episode about an episode you haven't watched? I'm not going to keep saying spoiler. Spoiler. I, I, I assume by clicking an episode, hey, Mando Season 2, Episode 1, Discussion, we're talking about the episode. I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, you know, like, me not giving consent to see something, scrolling mm-hmm. through Twitter, is very different than you clicked on an episode... Of a podcast that talks about Star Wars. Like, goodness gracious. So I'm not going to say, I I can't say I'll remember to say that all the time. So. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler. Yeah. From here on out till the season finale of of this. um, Because, you know, the the main reason we wanted to talk about Mandalorian was because uh, Boba Fett shows up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's people that are still like, well, it's not confirmed and blah, blah. I mean, That's straight up Boba Fett, man. Come. You don't get Tamara Morrison. And pull some, you know, hoodwinked stuff. Yeah. And I checked his IMDb. He's credited as Boba Fett. Well, but IMDb. Well, yeah. Meh. I mean, that's as credible as Wikipedia. But nonetheless, I'm just saying. What? Wikipedia is one of the most accurate crowdsourced websites. Yeah. When they catch hackers and catch people. I mean, it's still a public domain that can take public information. IMDb, uh, I think, was the one that miscredited uh, uh, Sam Witwer. As a background in this episode. Yeah, that did happen. Um, if it's not IMDb, nonetheless, like, it, it all comes from people. And people are imperfect and can mess up. So I, I don't trust any of it. But, I mean, my yeah. thing is just the simple fact you've got Tamara Morrison. And you've got an episode about Boba Fett's armor. You're not going to do that to me. Yeah. If you do, like, you're, you suck. We just talked about not being a butt. Don't be a butt. Don't be a butt. So Boba Fett shows up, which um, we've talked about quite a lot in anticipation and, and in theory for, for season two and everything. Well, I mean, not even that, just in general with The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I made any bets on, I mean, certainly not episode one, but I didn't make no. any hard bets on season two getting to see Boba Fett. Um, I kind of figured at some point he'd get mentioned for sure. Yeah. And we had our, our hopefulness, but... Nothing, like nothing is definitive episode. as this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really pulling, pulling out the gate 90 miles an hour with this one. Um, and that, and I think that's the most significant thing. Not to say that, you know, and I know this was a lot of people was worried about like, oh, Boba Fett's here now. So that's all people are going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for this episode, that's kind of a significant part. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, we have Cobb Vanth showing up. Right. And that's what I was going to say. Cobb Vanth is just as big of a deal yeah like that's a huge freaking deal mm-hmm. it has so many different um what's the word i'm looking for implications implications thank you oh, okay like... um yeah well in my thing there's nothing huge with mando and baby in this one like there's nothing huge out of character or or different or crazy with them i no. mean you know they're they're them so the most significant thing um to talk about it is the guest appearances yeah um timothy allhead does Cobb band yeah with Tim- his narrow I, I, hips. I love timothy olivier and um, <laughs> stop it <laughs> we have a running disagreement because i have grown up my entire life calling him timothy olivier 
and I pronounce it correctly as Oliphant. Um, and I refuse to take correction. <laughs> it, you do you do it with this, and you do it with geriatric. Geriatric. It's pronounced geriatric. I mean, it's it, a hard G, babe. It is. It's it's a very hard G geriatric. <laughs> My grandpa's a hard G. He's got geriatria or whatever. I don't know what that I is. I went to school with a geriatria. <laughs> I I probably did. You joke, but um. Anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, like, he he was great in this episode. I mean, so the whole premise is, I mean, I, you, you talk about uh, Boba Fett not being expected. Uh, neither was Cobb Vance, certainly. Heck no. And, you know, and I, I'm not going to go huge on it because I feel like so many people have lovingly come around all of the noobs that are coming to, who is this? What? Is, why does he have Boba Fett? I mean, they kind of explained, I appreciate them explaining it in oh, the yeah. episode. because. I, uh, otherwise, that was going to be a kind of big deal, but even still, I mean, we're we're watching with with, with friends, and I'm explaining as we're going in yeah. terms of what the heck. You know, Mostly you know. because our friend Michael was like, "Why are you freaking out?" Because <laughs> right. I was the entire time like, "Oh, so we're doing this." Well, you know, and having people some some you know had some friends that were even like, "Is it really Boba Fett's armor?" And and to some people that would yes, be honey. a very big like, duh, but. I, I get, yeah. you, I mean... Not everyone's read off Aftermath. Sure. Well, and even then, I mean, technically it could be somebody else's. There, I mean, it's green, yellow, and, you know, scorched. I mm-hmm. mean, technically that could be a few people. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, like all of these things. So, so many people have already talked about... I mean, Star Wars books themselves pretty quickly jumped on in supporting and being like, hey, yes, Cobb Vanth, here's this excerpt from this book and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Aftermath. I love Cobb Vance's story, so I was very excited to see this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a very good swagger about him. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different than I pictured because when you're reading, you make up the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect him to look so, like, fresh, if that makes sense. Like, Yeah, I get you. I mean, and I know uh, Olivier has played, like, sheriffs and cowboys before which is why people were like oh it's gonna be Cobb Vance and I'm like here's the thing I was one of those I was like y'all are stupid because that's a book character and it's not happening um I am very thankful uh that they cared enough to do that uh with such a small character yeah definitely like uh you know if I was Chuck Wendig to see that you know Timothy Olyphier is playing a character I created and it's like for side stories it's not even the most significant thing like um, you know, Star Wars Squadron's coming out and, and giving uh, a, a live actress uh, a chance to step into the role of Ray Sloan. It's like mm-hmm. these characters he's created for a book series that is largely unloved. I mean, maybe it's just me and the circle I see, but a lot of people don't like those books. And I don't understand why. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I really like them and I can't understand not liking them because mm-hmm. they have so many great stories like the stories of Freetown or Mos Pelgo. Um, I, I guess kind of mad they didn't say Freetown, but, mm. um, or if they did, I missed it, but like, uh, they just called it Moss Pelgo because I think the Moss thing, you know, yeah, Moss you Isley, keep Moss, it. there's a naming convention here, babe. Uh, yeah, I need, I think they needed it to make sense for, for everyone, but, um, yeah, I, I like, I, I didn't expect, I mean, honestly, I expected more like what they did with Din Jaren, um, with Pedro Pascal's and making him, he's not attractive as the Mandalorian. I mean, to be fair, I only saw him with a concussion. <laughs> so not me with a concussion. He had a concussion I'm in that of, one episode. I'm kind of regretting us not doing full video so no <laughs> one saw my full reaction well, to what I mean, you just said. He doesn't look 
I mean, it's not one of those roles where you cast Pedro Pascal because he looks good. It's not Wonder Woman 1984. Right. I mean, it, he's... 83? He's a guy with helmet hair. 84. Uh, probably should shower more. It doesn't matter. Nobody watched it. Whoa. Um, I would have watched it if we... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Wonder Woman. All right. Go, keep going. <laughs> I see your judgmental Do you see eyes. how much I have to add to that conversation? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's the same thing with any time I try to talk to you about Superman. Is you always just do that. I like Henry Cavill. He's a good boy. Yeah. He's a very good boy. Um, mm-hmm. The Witcher 2. Or the Witcher season two got pushed back even more. I'm a little upset. Well, not it. It didn't sound too hard. It sounded like he was moving. They were going somewhere else to do what they could do in studio. Yeah. So it sounds like they're working on other things. I. Um, I mean, it it just changes their schedule. I, I don't know that it delays anything. I hope not, because I'm excited for season two. Sorry. Okay. Let's. Keep okay. I I have thoroughly forgotten what I was saying at this point, so it's fine. Sorry. <laughs> He's not attractive as the Mandalorian. <laughs> He needs to take a shower. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not made to be attractive. He he's not there for because he looks good. Timothy Olivier is there because he looks good, and quite. I mean, there's a reason that half of the Star Wars fandom is calling him Daddy now. Okay, I Gross. mean, let's just acknowledge that out the gate. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I appreciate the salt and pepper. Gotta well, he's say. old. He's so much older than he used to be. <laughs> He's so much older than he was in Girl Next Door. Right. So, um, well, I mean, Scream. He was in Scream, wasn't he? Yeah. So, um, and he was in that, like, mid-20s, and that was 20 years ago. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's like, he, I, and, you know, I, I agree. I get why people are just, like, fawning. I mean, I disagree, but I get it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I have opinions on fawning over actors and actresses, but... Anyway, that's a that's another conversation. That's another conversation that we're not going to have. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, John Leguizamo. He just a Star he's Wars. so he's so much more dashing than I expected. Yeah, a guy of his story to be. Um, so it was a little interesting to get that confirmation, like for him to be Cobb Vanth and all this yeah. other stuff. And I don't know, it, dif- different, but that's only because again. Jumping from page to screen is a different transition. And, you know, there's a, a little bit of wiggle room in that because so much of so much of characterization in books is done by the reader, mm-hmm. you know. So there's so much that was probably just my inference. Yeah, you were probably picturing a very sweaty, cool hand Luke kind of character. I mean, I was kind of, it, I kind of imagined a very Sam Worthington looking, mm-hmm. um, kind of gruff, but not too, like, built, but also not, like he couldn't hold his own, uh, you know, because the whole thing of Cobb Vanth is like he's good enough, but that reputation boost of the armor and and everything sends it over the edge, you know. And so I I, I see that as a very like blue collar kind of character, mm-hmm. uh, whereas, you know, in in this portrayal, there's nothing explicitly that says like oh no he's too fancy or anything like that. It's just it's just Timothy Olivier. Like he just he looks too good (laughs) uh but at the end of the day i love it i actually love the lanky aesthetic of him because he's a tall boy he is a very tall and i appreciate them not editing the armor to fit him because it just makes more sense that well no he bought it and he just threw it on Mm -hmm. so you get what you get but i thought it looked good yeah 
I'm glad they did not accessorize. Oh, yeah. It's literally just he put it on, and, and that's what's stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, the significant thing of it is, like, oh, uh, I want to say the story first started taking place maybe, like, six months after episode six. So, um, by this point, he's had, like, four years, four and a half years or so with the armor. So, I can get, I, I can understand him parting ways with it. I, you've, you've made this free town. You've done your job. Everybody respects you and believes you. And after today's events, they further believe yeah. you because you've helped usher in peace with the Tusken Raiders. I mean, you so got a freaking crate dragon. You don't need the armor anymore. I mean, let's yeah. just be real. Um, and, and I think that's, um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, after watching that, the significance, I think of that's going to play in the story in terms of you don't need the armor to be Mandalorian. You don't need the citizenship. You don't need the birth certificate. You need the the character the creed you need the gumption right and when you're introducing a character like boba fett um who will kind of transition to now like that's the significance of it is you know i hold to, i hold hard and fast to the fact that he's m- one of the best in character mandalorians mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what people think and so many people come out of the woodworks and love to point things out don't you dare talk about their favorite characters but if you say boba fett is mandalorian in creed oh my gosh yeah. He's not Mandalorian. They said that in one, one episode. Okay, yeah. Din's not Mandalorian. He was adopted. He was a there foundling. I mean, the whole story... Guys, Jango Fett was never Mandalorian. He was... He was... Din Jer- he was adopted into it. He was taken in by Jaster Mareel. That made him a Mandalorian by creed. Therefore, his son would have been raised by that same thing. Maybe not have lived entirely by it uh, in his younger years, but... I mean, he's being raised by a lizard and a, you know, mad woman. I mean, what what are you supposed to do? Who apparently got killed later. Yeah. So, uh, whatever. What, right. Well, and at least we have that book in thrown in there. I, I feel like Boba wouldn't have been too sad about that. No. He probably would have been like... I don't think he like, liked her. No. I don't think anybody liked anyway. her. Anyway. That was her problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I, I think that's going to be a significant play with bringing Boba in is it's going to be a matter of, you know, I'm I'm not Mandalorian, neither are you. Mm-hmm. Let's team up and be like Mandalorians anyway. Yeah. Because guess what? There's only like six of us now. So we need all we can get in the Mando Club. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, so for the story overall, um, a lot of people kind of related it to chapter four of the first one where it's like, hey, he trains a village and teams up with them to take down this thingy. Um, I mean, did you get any... Did it feel too familiar in the story or anything? Or no, honestly, like I felt like it was just different enough that it felt it's it felt like a side quest, honestly. Like which I that's not me saying that it was a bad story or anything. Side quests are some of my favorite parts of video games, mm-hmm. but um, I think I think it was a perfect first episode for me, honestly. It was it was a really good way to jump in, mm-hmm. um, and it really set the pace. I mean, not only, I mean, you know, we're dropping Boba Fett, like, not only in terms of those kinds of big things, but, I mean, we were talking about the graphics, like, you know, how much CGI was in this first episode. Like, we even had a conversation within the first few minutes of the, I cannot, I can never remember the aliens race, the Cyclops at the beginning. Oh, um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, But the... The Cyclops at the beginning that mm-hmm. Mando goes to see. That's who is, by the way, 
played by John Leguizamo. Yeah. Which I mentioned under my breath earlier, but like. Oh no, it's significant because I love that man. Sig- right? He's a great dude. Why are you crying, little Latin boy in Star Wars? <laughs> like he's 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 amazing, and uh, you know we we talked about how like we have this dream list of oh if all of our favorite people could be in Star Wars, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I I that was a good catch. Uh, you made really early on. Yeah, because um, I can spot John Leguizamo from a mile away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the digital touch-up on, on yeah. that makeup was really good. Oh yeah, that was stunning. Like, we couldn't tell if it was an animatronic or CGI at first. Mm-hmm. Which, it more than likely, so very big, a, a blend. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, the crate Dragon itself, which, cool to see. Amazing. Amazing to see uh, canonized. I believe that is the first canon representation, but it obviously took pretty huge uh Lending from like Knights of the Old Republic, where I think that they made Crate Dragon's most popular. I think um, they're very cool looking. It looked like an Alaskan bullworm, but <laughs> right. we're not it looked talk like about a um, oh, what's the trimmer alien? A graboid. It, yeah, it looks like a <laughs> yeah. graboid. So many references you can make. Yeah, um, it, it, even like the the one sand person that leaned down and with the hand to the ground, and I was like, oh, he's gonna get eaten like Kevin Bacon, right? Like, Oh, well, what was so funny is, um, well, the one where, you know, they send the Bantha in to feed it, yes. and it goes after the that dude. That was so funny. I love it. So um, this crate Dragon has a sense of spite, we see. Oh, yeah, apparently. Like, because apparently he can tell what he's going for. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and also, you know, worth mentioning how much uh, more Tusken Raider uh, interaction we get, which is great. Oh, yeah, we have, um, like, full fleshed out characters. And we had a really big conversation with friends around it in terms of the whole thing of, like, the representation they, they have, the, the the commentary they have on, on <laughs> things like racism. And, and, I mean, even American history, I mean, it's not too hard to see Native American symbolism there as well. Mm-hmm. And this idea of, you know, you, this group of indigenous people being pushed back and demonized uh, because they exist, you know, and when they're doing what they are used to doing to exist, which is hunting, mm-hmm. you know, it, and it brushes up against the colonials. Oh, uh, savages, you know, oh, yeah. they got to go. They're monsters, all of them, men, women, and children. All that. It, you know, I, I think that something that was just never really latched onto with, I mean, there's a couple of lines in episode four, sure, but like episode two where they just full on, like they're animals. Mm-hmm. And I killed, like, here's the thing. We saw them in little villages with babies and moms yeah. and puppies. They went. They did have George puppies. Lucas went out of his way to show a scene where we see they're not animals. Mm-hmm. They are not savages. In this episode, we get like they're brushing their bantha's teeth. Yeah, that like, was cute. Uh, you know, I mean, even serial killers can care about hygiene, but at some point, you've got to look at like, no, they're not what everybody says they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, just years and years of war and just racism and all kinds of stuff has just made its way to where everybody just believes these things. Oh, don't mess with Tuscans. They're just bad news. And it's just, yeah, we they're also, people. Yeah, we also got two very significant things from Din Djarin in the in this episode. We got number one, someone speaking Tuscan. A human, yeah, speaking Tuscan, which is somehow less, uh, uh, or, uh, yeah, less awkward than speaking Shriwook. I was trying to think of how I was saying it. Huh? Or binary. Well, we don't, we've never heard that, though. We heard 
With her and Anakin speaking binary. In, in a deleted scene. In a deleted scene, yeah, that but counts. it was deleted because it was stupid. It was fun, um, though. No, like, yeah, the whole, the one thing I do have with Solo was that it, it's a little, it's just gurgling. It's so silly. This, you can see where, you can hear and see they worked on it. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, the comedy of the scene in Solo really works, but I'd like to see a legitimate, now, to their credit, they put subtitles and clearly he's mispronouncing some things. Yes. I'll give and it. And that's good. Yes. So that means someone out there speaks better Shriwook than Han Solo, and I want someone that. Someone can teach Shriwook. Exactly. So, but, uh, yeah, like, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty dang legitimate. Oh, and, oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of, like, speaking speakings, like, uh, the Crate Dragon roaring like Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. It, like, if that you, was very if you, cool. You listen, it's there, and that was, like, such a great thing because it's, I mean, they tried a couple of times in different editions to make it better, but overall, it's just an old man yelling. Yeah. Okay? So to hear that, oh, no, that was actually a pretty good impression. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's such a Dave Filoni thing to do such a deep cut reference. Right. Well, and and I'm sure there's people out there that don't, like, don't have that connection. Of, yeah. That's what he was doing. He wasn't just hollering. Like, it was he he was in, imitating a crate dragon because, mm-hmm. you know, crate dragons, Tuscan Raiders go back. Yeah. Oh, um, and the second thing, sorry, mm-hmm. was we got a new Star Wars curse word. Yeah. Dank Farron. <laughs> Which is just dag nabbit. Uh, <laughs> Dang flabbit. Somebody made that relation and I just can't unhear it now. So, um, where, yeah. Where are we with curse words in Star Wars? We got Carabast. Uh, you got uh, Carabast, Poodoo. Um, you got Blasted. Uh, or Blast. some piece Blasted or Blasted. So I, I, I've heard it different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Han said hell. Yeah. Um, he even used it in the connotation that would insinuate the place, not just a curse, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, <laughs> Star Wars hell. That's yeah, Star, I Wars, think about. Star Wars hell. It's just hanging out with Sheev and Ooh. giving him foot jobs or uh, foot massages. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some editing on this video. Oh, gosh. I thought I could make it without it, but no. So funny. <laughs> I mean. Okay, foot jobs. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, contact us on Twitter and tell us what's your favorite Star Wars curse word. There you go. Yeah. Um, Don't use so, any actual curses because we're a family show. Yeah, I mean, plenty of people have done it. And like I said, um, it's out there if you want to dig into Copyanth. I highly recommend just at least checking out the Aftermath interludes where he originates from. Yes. Um, that's really where everything is. I mean, he literally went from book to, to screen um you know we don't have to recount that here but um i was very i'm very in love with uh the concept of him and everything like that mm-hmm. and you're in love with combat yeah. no not quite i I like his character i like what chuck Wendig introduced and that now felonia and favreau have um kind of given a little bit of a new life to and everything like that mm-hmm. um but the main thing is definitely uh boba fett who um Again, my whole thing was hoping that, yeah, he'd come in somewhere. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucked to have a whole show about Mandalorians um, happening after the events of Return of the Jedi and not talk about the most significant thing that happened in Return of the Jedi. The which Jedi is, of Boba Fett. Yeah, the unceremonious, um, you know, knockout of Boba Fett. Um, so, I mean, obviously, clearly he, he escaped, which, I mean, if the Sarlacc is just a tube... 
you know, if it's just the throat, I kind of have to imagine that's not that hard to escape from. Mm -hmm. So um, him escaping, I don't think I need a whole lot to, you know, I don't need yeah. a lot of ex explanation. I mean, it's freaking Boba Fett. I mean, sure. I mean, he has, he has like, um, the jetpack still worked after mm -hmm. Din hit it. So that shows, like, even yeah. after what happened, it just shorted out, but it's still functional, so. That's a good detail, by the way. Yeah, so it's one of those things. I mean, he, st he easily just could have rocketed out of there. Um, still had a hard time, clearly, because he's scarred up and grisly. He's got mm -hmm. no eyebrows now, so there's that. I mean, I don't think you would either if you got stomach acid on you. I mean, that's kind of fair. That might actually be a thing. But apparently he's just been hiding out on Tatooine. Um, I don't think he's not capable of finding a way out. I think he chose to stay there. Probably. I mean, he probably did like uh, we've seen characters do in the movie Aliens, mm -hmm. where it just like shucked off the armor as fast as possible and just left it in the desert and walked away. I mean, it pretty much sounds like that's what it was. And it seems like, I mean, I, I kind of have the thought that he took the chance for an early retirement. It was just very much like, I mean, you know, best to go out in a blaze of glory than just grow old. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and take my retirement in peace and stay out of the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see that being an explanation for it. I don't, again, I just don't think it's a matter of, well, I couldn't get off the planet. No, we're I mean, slave it, one. He was close enough to, yeah, somebody probably already had stolen that. Probably, but wouldn't it be so cool? What's that? If, like, they well, go to Jabba's palace or the remainder of Jabba's palace. To see and, if they find it. I yeah. mean, I kind of had the idea, maybe he even has it. Like, he could have probably found his way. But, I mean, they were mm -hmm. in the Dune Sea, but he, if he's been there long enough, he probably could have found a way to Jabba's palace, gotten his ship, and he might still have his ship and, have j again, just chose not to no, not to use it, not to escape. Like, he just wants to lay low. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I think that it makes way more sense for this to be a choice than out of whatever necessity. Yeah. Um, I mean... As much as we'd like to think that Boba's been, you know, just being B.A. around the galaxy. Well, he's okay having quiet time with Boba. Yeah, because, I mean, really what I see is that be that's the barrier to why he might not just up and go with the Mandalorian. Like, yeah. no, I'm retired. I'm done. I'm yeah. out. Uh, I'm he's also... one of them dogs. <laughs> yeah, probably. The I, I hope so, actually. I know, right? Um, they were called Mastiffs. But, um, yeah, like... I, I hope it's very much like because they they need a reason why wouldn't he just go with Bo, uh with uh Din, yeah. Why not just sign up to be part of his crew and just leave? Because he's happy there. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel then that means that there's going to be something that pulls him in for sure, and I think it's going to be hearing that there's other Mandalorians and they're in danger in some way by the Empire. You know, the Empire that eliminated people that look like Boba. Yeah. For the sake of drafting, you know, guys from every witch a corner to enforce imperialism. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a little bit more motivating to want to leave retirement or come, you know, come back out, yeah. don the armor again. Or just seeing Moff Gideon with the Darksaber, maybe. Maybe. I mean, Because he you obviously know, knows what it is. I would much, uh, you know, again, I don't want it to be the Boba show, but I'd much, and because I'd want... Din just continue to be who he is, and I don't think he's a leader of people. I, I'd like to see him give the dark saber to Boba 
after he retrieves it from Gideon's dead body and being like, hey, this is you want to retire? Here, go leave a legacy. Be mm-hmm. in charge. Because then that gives explanation. Where's Boba Fett? What's he doing? Well, he's, he's out there being a leader. He's out there doing a job. He's you know? the Mandalore. Right. Because um, I just don't see Din getting tied down with stuff like that. I just don't see him being that kind of cat. So it's like better him to continue his journey either trying to find more Jedi or whatever but I just don't see him being Mandalore mm-hmm. uh, now I mean if um, if rumors continue to be uh, believed and Bo-Katan ends up showing up eh, that's a little bit more uh, I think she has a little bit more right to it but also she lost it so yeah. <laughs> that will probably come up in conversation but no Likely. You know, so I, I don't know, but um, I, I, I could see Boba being significant uh, moving forward. Some people are wondering if this is all we're going to get. I kind of doubt you're going to do that to us. Uh, yeah, after waiting an entire year slash season. Well, no, after waiting, I mean, how long has it been since any real new Boba content? I mean, the Clone Wars, for goodness sake. Exactly. So, and that, I mean, and there's still gaps to fill. Um I think this is going to be significant for getting our first real personified characterization of Boba Fett, though. Because after a certain age, you know, after the Clone Wars, he's just helmeted. He's just the the cool-looking armored guy over there with the jetpack. Mm-hmm. So to get an older Boba Fett characterized will be great. Because when he's younger, he's got some differences. He's not the cool guy. Because yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't worked up to that yet. He's still, you know... He's still baby, you know. He's still got some growing up to do. Um, but so all that to say there, there's still plenty of room to close the gap. But I, I'm excited for what this is going to mean for such an kind of shelved character. Yeah, um, I mean, and hopefully this will be the push that some fans finally need to be like, hey, Boba Fett's cool. You don't need us to tell you that Boba Fett's cool because you can see right here, right. Boba Fett's cool. I yeah, and I mean, I'm really looking forward to him getting pulled into the fight and seeing some action. Right. I mean, oh my goodness. Because we know that Tamar Morrison can do it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I love the behind the scenes of how much fun he got to have with Django. So it's like, yeah. you know, and and we've even said, I mean, it's not just down to Tamar Morrison. I want to see Daniel Logan do it. I want yeah. I want to see young Boba Fett in action. Um, so it, it, in general, just give me more Boba Fett. <laughs> give you more Boba Fett. Give me more Darth Maul. I don't want him taking over this show. It's still, you know, the Mandalorian's show. But I, I, you know, I think we're, I think we can all be excited for the possibilities of the future with Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to only get more and more exciting and, and I think we got a lot of surprises ahead of us. I mean, if that's in episode one, just imagine what's next. I mean, come on, it's going to be big. They're going to resurrect the corpse of Captain Lou Albano and just remake the uh, the Super Mario Brothers show <laughs> with John Leguizamo's character. There you go. There you go. Um, Which Mario in space. was a freaking bop. Mario if Galaxy, remember. if you will. Mario Galaxy. Oh, <laughs> look at you. So, uh, but yeah, I, again, don't know what we're going to do if we're going to do anything else. I mean, obviously, it's safe to say if Boba Fett shows up more, we're going to talk about it. Yes. Um, outside of that, I don't know that... We'll do every episode by episode. Uh, we might leave it up to the big stuff. Uh, yeah. Who knows? But And, hey, if you, you know. want to talk more about The Mandalorian as it goes, 
listen to our dog Boba sighing over there. Right. Um, but a uh, certain point of view, uh, every time a new episode comes out, uh, they do a Discord chat. So if that's something you want to be a part of, go to their Twitter. And yeah, from a certain point of view podcast. Do. Yeah, sorry. Um, I forgot to mention, hey, podcast. Well, you said their name, yeah. but I just mean um, you can find them you, in uh, red5network.com. Uh, uh, you can check out all the other podcasts. It's just a matter of collecting all these cool people and putting them together. And then we snuck in the back and yeah. uh, they haven't noticed us yet. So. And let it be known, stuff happens on Scarif. You haven't listened to the new episode of from a certain point of view, so you don't know that yet. Ooh. But stuff happens on Scarif. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> I'll show you the video anyway, later. Um, and then also a uh, big shout out to our friend Jesse and Game Infinite. Um, there's lots of gaming news happening right now. I don't know if you know. Uh, you would know if you follow uh, Game Infinite. Uh, they talk gaming. They share uh, cosplay. Uh, they share art. They share news. All kinds of awesome stuff about games across the board. Any platform you like, they talk about it. Um, we also uh, partner with Game Infinite to talk about Star Wars over on Instagram at Star Wars Infinite. Uh, we do trivia, we share cosplay art and all kinds of cool stuff and do different polls throughout the week. So if you're looking to add some Star Wars to your Instagram uh, life, then uh, follow Star Wars Infinite there. Follow Game Infinite um, on every platform, but especially on Twitter. Um, and your life will be better for it. Yeah. Money back guarantee, which you didn't pay for it, so there you go. You don't get any money. No money down. Right, but if you want to give us money... Um, you can, you can check out our Patreon page. We don't do anything special. We're very upfront with that. Mm -hmm. It's purely there. If you want to support the show and interact with us, we do talk to our patrons quite a lot in terms of episode direction, thoughts on content and everything like that. And they're great. So Jim, Rebecca, and Doug, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Um, we don't currently have any sponsors to, uh, shout out. So that, that's something, if you love the show, that'd be a great help. If nothing else, then just rate, like, share, all that good stuff. Just don't yeah. just listen to it, but um, help other people listen to it. That's the hugest thing you can do uh, that costs absolutely nothing but time. Uh, and it's like two seconds. Yeah. You know, just share a podcast, share a tweet, that such. We're almost at like 800 followers, I think, which is baffling. Like, what's wrong with you people? Why are you um, following us? But also, thank you. <laughs> I guess. It's just like, we're not, we're not comfortable with attention but we're also grateful for it so uh it's great but no yeah um so if if you uh can't support the show or if you know you only support shows that give patreon packages and art and all these exclusive things you know that's fair just share the episode that's great too um but uh yeah nonetheless i mean at least just listening and giving of your time uh is amazing because again you're choosing to put yourself through this which is uh quite baffling but thank you uh we're glad you're here and we'll be back with more content um we've got nerdyverse in the pipes we've got uh rebels rewatch uh, yeah. in the pipes we've got all kinds of things uh coming up that we're excited to share with you so bring a plunger yeah bring a plunger there's apparently a lot of stuff in your pipes um but uh it'll be coming out when it comes out and hopefully you'll enjoy it and all that good stuff but until then I've been heard later, John Wayne. Yeah, may the fourth be with you. We'll see you next week. Bye.